Hello everyone, my name is Jared Altick and I'm a chaplain with the police department. The Hey Chaplain podcast gives a place where members of the law enforcement community can share their wisdom and experience with me, the chaplain, to give encouragement to those who wear the badge. We are joined again by law enforcement chaplain Deborah Fontes from Sacramento, California. Deborah previously talked to us about moral injury in episode 20. Today, she tells us about Police Week, the memorials, the vigils, the compassion and the camaraderie that see police and the families of fallen officers come together at the local, state, and national level each May. Deborah took part in ceremonies in both Sacramento and Washington, D.C. this year, and I thought that she'd be perfect to explain Police Week and to encourage the law enforcement community to take part in these kinds of remembrances in the future. Don't miss what she says about the effects of grief on us, the roles of chaplains during Police Week, and why young police officers should participate in these ceremonies. Here's Deborah Fontes. What is Police Week? So Police Week is designated every year, uh, May 15th of every year, and President Kennedy proclaimed that that would be National Peace Officers Memorial Day. And again, it always falls on May 15th. So we have local police week and then we have national. So local is where every city that has had a line of duty death um, can honor their fallen. Or, you know, they also go to national um, police week in Washington, D.C. Sure. And mm-hmm. that's where I've been confused in the past, where where I see Police Week, but I see all these different dates all throughout the month of May, and and right. that's been confusing to me. And so I just keep asking questions. <laughs> you know, when when is this memorial, and when is that memorial, and when is this event? Because because sometimes the calendar can get pretty crowded uh, with yes. all the different activities. Yeah. And there are a lot of activities locally as well as nationally. So you are definitely you know going to be impacted. Uh, in a good way because it's very honoring, but mm-hmm. also very sombering too because we're here honoring people that have died, yeah. making yeah. a sacrifice. What did your police week look like this year? Our police week locally started with April 28th, where the sheriff's oh. office, Sacramento Sheriff's Office, okay, we had Deputy Adam Gibson was a canine officer that died in line of duty last January. Hmm. And the sheriff's office has a rose garden that is specifically for their own uh, officers who died in line of duty. And so Adam was honored and they plant, it's the rose garden and the family gets to choose what type of rose bush gets planted in honor of their family or their oh, loved okay. one. Okay. So that's for us locally. And then uh, the following week started our Sacramento Sheriff Police Memorial where we honored those that died in line of duty uh, for the Sacramento Police Department, as well as the Sheriff's Office. Hmm. And then on a Sunday night is the candlelight vigil that uh, we also honor. And then we also honor on Monday after the vigil, it's the California enrollment of all the officers that died in line of duty death in the state of California. And those were statewide, right? Statewide events. Yes. From California. And then on that following that Tuesday, California Highway Patrol has their own memorial to honor their fallen, specifically for the Highway Patrol, California Highway Patrol. Okay. And this is pretty 
typical in most states. I've, I've had a similar thing here where we had state events at the Capitol in Topeka, and then we had citywide events for different agencies here in Kansas City. And, and you know, they were spread out enough that they weren't all happening the same day. Um, yes. But Police Week nationally is the week that has the 15th in it. Correct. Right. Okay. So yeah. tell me about the national events then. The national event is just amazing. The magnitude of what seeing every law enforcement agency across the country come together and honor their fallen and honor those that have died years past or recent. And it starts off with, they um, have the National Police Canine Memorial Service. On, mm. to, this year it was on May 11th. So we actually had a canine that was killed on line of duty the same day as Adam Gibson. Mm-hmm. And so his handler was part of that memorial service. There's also a police unity tour where riders from all over the country, again, officers that ride from New Jersey into Washington, D.C. in honor of the fallen. Hmm. And it is an amazing experience to see just people celebrating because of of the honor ride and all that it takes to prepare to do that ride. Sure. And quite frankly, it was just, it was amazing to see just them coming through and just being, you know, knowing that they were riding, they were being honored, but also they were honoring those that have died. And it was uh, just a beautiful event. And then also the candlelight vigil, which is another beautiful, beautiful event to attend. It's very honoring and just the respect that's given and the care and attention to detail in how they honor their fallen. It, it, was, it was just a wonderful event to attend. And then also uh, May 15th was the memorial service where um, President Joe Biden was the keynote speaker for that event. And that, yes, it was, it just, it's very, again, there's just no way to describe it unless you see it. And just to be a part of something that you know that if you can be that encouragement, you can be that hope for an officer or a family member. I heard so many stories from parents telling me about their children, Hmm. officer sharing about their fallen partner, and to be a chaplain in that position, to hold that space for them because they know they're listening. There is nothing like it in them seeing the look in your eye that you're attentive and you're intentional with wanting to hear their story. Probably a lot of people don't realize that there is a law enforcement memorial in Washington and in most state capitals, too. Yes. Yes. It was interesting in D.C. just talking to, you know, going into a restaurant or coffee shop and, you know, the employees asking, what's going on? What's all this about? And so having that opportunity to share what this really means, Mm. uh, to share the experience of these families that come into their city to to have their family members honored and the impact that it has and, and to see them understand that and be, everyone was very respectful everywhere we went. They were just, um, just in awe that this event even took place. If a smaller department, maybe a smaller city, um, maybe they haven't been doing things for Police Week in the past, but they'd like to start, uh, what kind of activities and ceremonies do you favor? Which ones do you think are the most impactful or the best to do at the local level? I think the candlelight vigil, because it just brings everyone together. And when you see all the candles lit, everyone has a part in it, whether you knew that officer or not. It it doesn't matter. It's coming together and showing that respect of what it means to carry that badge. We'll never know, 
you know, we're not yeah. officers. Yeah. But to know that we're able to to just have a small role in just being a support, whether we're civilians, chaplains, you know, it's it's just honoring. So I think the candlelight vigil is is one of the most beautiful ceremonies I've ever been a part of. Hmm. Let me ask a related question. If you're looking at a a young officer, they're they're new to law enforcement culture, maybe their family has never been connected to law enforcement before, what would you say to a young officer to convince them to participate in some of these ceremonies and memorials and things like that? I would encourage them to attend because it's going to show them that they're not alone. That when you see these men and women come across, you know, travel from all across the country to be part of these events, to know that the support you have, whether you realize it or not, you are not alone. And sometimes you can feel that way. Sometimes you're just wondering, do people really care? And when you're at these events, you see the support, you see the magnitude of people will rally around and just be there to let you know that that thin blue line, it's there, it's called that for a reason. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly the point I would have made, too. I, I feel like there's times where an officer comes in and they start doing the job for a little while and they feel so, they get worn down. They, they, were, they didn't understand the types of stresses they were going to encounter and they feel isolated and they feel alone. Maybe the morale is down. And if they were to go to one of these things, even though it is kind of in the same vein as a funeral, I mean, memorializing somebody who died, it yes. is at the same time uplifting because of the camaraderie and because yes. of this this unity that's felt that that all of these people in the community and in the law enforcement community specifically are all pulling together and we're honoring those who have fallen and we're we're showing each other that that we're here for each other and we care and and you're not alone you're not as isolated as you might sometimes feel right and i think it's a testament to families to see the support that you will have through the department, regardless yeah. if they're line of duty death or not. It shows that when we say we're family, that's what that means. Yeah, yeah, we mean it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So can you tell me uh, maybe a personal encounter that you've had at some of these memorials? Yes, I can. So several will come to mind, but one specifically. I was riding in the elevator to meet um, someone from our department to have dinner with them and our other chaplain. And there's this gentleman that stepped on and I could tell he was, you know, he was just in his own, his own mind, his own space. And mm-hmm. so he said, hello. And I said, hello. And he just nodded and he shook his head and he said, you know, national police week, sometimes you just got to rip the bandaid off. Huh. I thought that was a very interesting statement to make to, you know, to a stranger. And yeah. so I yeah. said, well, tell me more about that. And so we stepped off the elevator and we're standing in the middle of the lobby of our hotel, people, you know, bustling in and out. And he just started sharing with me that he lost a partner in the line, uh, line of duty death trying to break up a bar fight. Hmm. And so I just asked him a question. I asked him, you know, do you feel at moments that you're just going about your day, you're having a good time someplace with, you know, with, with family and friends? And then you recognize that, wait, he's not here. I can't have a good time. You know, I, I need to, you know, th- this isn't, I'm not allowed to do this. And he said, yes, absolutely. And I asked him if he was here, if there was someone else that you were honoring today, what would he tell that person? And he said he would tell him to have a good life, to find happiness, 
be the best that you can be as an officer, as a friend, family member. And I said, so why aren't you? I said, don't you think you deserve some of that self-compassion? And he just looked at me and he said, yeah, I, you're, you're right. And then he asked me, like, who are you? Because I wasn't in uniform. <laughs> who and was I that said, masked I, woman? Yes. yes. I said, well, my name is Chaplain Deborah, and I'm a law enforcement chaplain from Sacramento. And he just looked at me and he just, you know, asked for my, he said, do you have a card? And uh, so we exchanged information. And But sometimes it's those moments that yeah. you, when you're able to help people get unstuck, uh, just reframe an event for them that it's okay. Because I did share with them. I said, you know, while your friend, your partner, he died, which is extremely tragic, but you're still here, you're alive, and you must live. Yeah. And, yeah. and he said, I get that. So... Yeah. yeah, yeah, he can he can honor the fallen friend by continuing to to do the work and continuing to enjoy yes. life and yes. and all of that. Yes, continuing to live. Yeah. Yes, and our trauma tells us that we don't deserve to be happy. You know, our trauma tells us yeah. that we deserve to be sad, unhappy because you know somehow you know we're responsible. And you know, we we as chaplains, law enforcement chaplains, we have the opportunity to provide and give permission or give the officer for him or her to say, I give myself permission to choose to live and honor my friend, yeah. my partner. Yeah. So, this is a, yeah. this is what chaplains have in common with funerals and memorial ceremonies is mm-hmm. that people tend to avoid them. And, and those ceremonies and the chaplains can be that little uh, bit of catharsis that you need. They could be uh, that positive word or just a positive presence to help you, you know, work through grief and get back to a healthy place and give you permission to go on with your life. And, mm-hmm. uh, but unfortunately, like I said, it's, it's, it's too easy to avoid the funeral. It's too easy just yeah. to not go to the memorial or yeah. to, you know, duck out of the room as soon as the chaplain comes walking down the hallway. <laughs> That's, that's, that's that, that happens too often. <laughs> that is very true. That yeah. is very true. But, you know, the resilient chaplain will know the difference and just say, you know what, I'm still going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I've had a bigger, um, I've made a bigger impression just by smiling and, and quietly, you know, being present. Uh, mm-hmm. than, than any big speech I've ever made or anything like that. You know, the prayers that I've given at some of these memorials or, or times that I've been asked to speak, that, it's, that, that's probably forgotten in just a moment. But uh, people remember how you make them feel. And, uh, and I, think, I think chaplains do a good job there. I think, I think we really help. I think we bring a lot to, to help people through the grief process. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's often, you know, and you've probably heard this since many chaplains have that ministry of presence. Yes, yes. Then comes that ministry of purpose, right? Mm-hmm. But then when the or family member, whoever you're working with, allows you permission to hold space with them, and you have that ministry then to permission to just either sit with them, like you said, provide a comforting word, yeah. you know, a hand on the shoulder, a hug. It is. It speaks volumes when you allow people just to be what they need to be and who they need to be and where they need yeah. to be. Yeah. And we can't make people go where we need them to go or where we know they should go until they're ready to go. Yeah. Until that time we can provide memorial services and things like that yeah. so that they can have that opportunity to make some progress and to uh, reconcile with, with uh, maybe people they haven't seen in several years. Sometimes families are pretty alienated from the department mm-hmm. after they lose a loved one. And that doesn't need to be the department, the chaplains, the families can all be reconciled and brought back together to support one another. And uh, that's yes. what I'm always hoping for. 
Yeah. And I just had another thought in regards to the younger officer mm-hmm. attending the memorials. So as, as senior, you know, or seasoned officers, you know, those that have been there for a while, they're modeling to our younger officers how to grieve. Yeah. And when we can be authentic and, and vulnerable, which is really hard for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at these memorials, it allows them to realize that I can I can have my job and still have emotions tied to it, and it doesn't impact me in the way that I can't do my job. Yeah, no, it but can I be healthy emotions. Yeah. Yes, and yes. I think that modeling for our younger officers just builds that deeper resilience that they need to be able to continue to do their job and stay healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. One last question. When you were mm-hmm. flying back from Washington, D.C. to California, did you at least wave when you went by Kansas I City? I did. I did. <laughs> I thought, if only I could call you, but what yeah. if I wasn't working on the plane? But well, I did wave. Well, I looked at my tracker, and I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yes, yeah. Well, sometime you'll have to stop by. We'll make sure we get you some uh, some good food. That's what we're, oh, that's what we're good at here barbecue. in Kansas City. I heard, I heard the barbecue. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Deborah. I sure appreciate You're it. Welcome. You're welcome. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. You take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'd like to leave you with part of a benediction that I gave this month at a law enforcement graduation. I said, for those families who are new to law enforcement, this graduation happens amidst a holiday that may be new for you. This is Police Week. Each May, we remember those brothers and sisters in blue who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Now, be assured that your new police officers are highly trained and have layers of protection, and as a chaplain, I'll be visiting them in the field and without hesitation will place my life in their well-trained hands. But this job is dangerous, because these brave souls willingly run toward the sound of danger. This is brave, but this is also stressful. It costs them emotionally, and it binds them to their fellow officers. So I ask you, friends and family, to be patient and sensitive to these new stresses. And one way to do that is, each May, honor the fallen officers from the past, in whose footsteps your officers now follow. If you liked what you heard here, please share this episode with a cop or someone who loves a cop. The views expressed here are the personal views of the host and our guests and do not necessarily represent the views of any law enforcement agency or its components. Thank you for listening today. And as always, pray for peace in our city.